0: Ho, ho, ho,
1: and welcome to Flicking and Screaming. I am Jed Claws here with my co-host, the head elf, Evan.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: <laughs> and the naughty elf on the shelf, JT Chip.
2: <laughs> of course I am. Of course I am. Hello. How's everybody doing? I want to prep.
1: Nope, they don't know what I'm going to say Like when we start the pod. They're always kind of like, I could see the look on their face like, what dumb shit is he going to say this time? And so when I say that, like Evan's face was just like so defeated. Like, God, I have to do a podcast with this guy every fucking week.
0: (laughs) Which is great because you get to get off on such a, like whatever footing you want to get off on, we get off on. So if you want to introduce and be like, I'm Santa Claus and these guys are literally my elves, you get to do that. So that's what we're doing this time. We get to... (laughs) Be like, I'm the pod father, and here is fucking Fredo. <laughs> <Evan>. <laughs> Let's get it rolling. <laughs> um, oh. no, it's great. It's great. Always a oh. surprise. Man, well, I, this has been
1: <laughs> such a fun week. Uh like the the response from the Bond podcast has been awesome. I mean, that draft was fun to begin with, and everybody voting and the response. Voting hasn't closed, we haven't announced a winner yet. Um, At this point, but there's been a lot of controversy. Uh, Evan's definitely got some vocal supporters just trying to roast me for my Thunderball picks. But overall, we love this engagement. This is uh, one of the more uh, fun weeks post-pod
2: that we've had, right? Absolutely. Yeah, just seeing all the engagement come in and like people coming in with some takes. Some of them kind of out of left field. You know, there's some supporters on all three sides of the aisle, but we've got a good chunk of votes for each of us, which makes me feel good. You know, I'd like to be winning. Uh, as it stands right now, I think Jed is winning. We'll see. A lot of time left. Uh, but this has been, it's been a lot of fun. Appreciate everyone just showing up and showing out and voting, throwing in some comments.
1: Yeah, we we, we really appreciate it. I mean, early on, the chip heads, that came out in force. But
2: mm-hmm. we
1: knew that that was a lot of in-person voting. And all the, the Jed supporters were going to come in with the mail-in ballots late, later in the evening uh, and in support. It was the chip mirage.
2: It's yeah. uh, it very yeah. good. We were waiting you know, this for this a not the
0: count call. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you watched way too much John King and Steve Karnacki or whatever his name is on election <laughs> day. Oh, man.
1: That's, like, that's content that I hope I don't have to, to think about for the next, like... I watched it for like four straight days. It was
0: awful. <laughs> I know. It yeah. was terrible. You know what I, I would love, though, as far as the, the bond voting goes, I'd love to see some regional breakdown. Like, what if just, like, the Northeast just fucking hates Sean Connery or something? Like, i just love to see some, uh, you know, those, like, graphs with the, uh, like, favorite candy bar from each state. And North Dakota's, like, a candy bar you've never heard of or something. Yeah, It's just, like, I want to see how the other parts of the country are living. You know, that'd be kind of a
1: fun breakdown is, like, see who voted for, like, each of us, like, breaking down geographically. Like, even down to the county. Maybe we can call John King and get his board <laughs> back. As you could see, Jed's got... 15 votes from this specific county in Arkansas for no apparent reason. Yeah. I really campaigned hard in Arkansas. But anyway, this week we're getting off topic. We're breaking down our favorite Christmas movies. It's that time of the year. It's our first ever flicking and screaming holiday special. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah. This is a, uh, I would say this is probably like Christmas movies, like there's a lot of, different types of holiday movies out there. But I think Christmas movies are just such a, especially in America, they're such a thing, it's such a part of the culture, um, Christmas music and Christmas movies. And uh, whether or not they are Christmas movies, uh, there's a ton of movies released on Christmas. It's a huge day for movie releases in general. Um, And I don't know about you guys, but for a long time, my family had a tradition of actually going to the movies on Christmas Day. Um, So Christmas is such a huge uh, part of like, my movie bringing up, I guess, is the way, is the way to say mm-hmm. it. And Christmas movies themselves are a huge part of it. I mean, what about what about you, Chip? Like, I mean, what's when you think Christmas movies, like, where does it? What kind of mood does it put you in?
2: Yeah, it puts me in that festive mood. Makes you think of uh, you know your loved ones, your family, the folks that you're breaking bread with and sharing love with. I remember last Christmas, I went to uh, my local theater and I saw Little Woman and Uncut Gems. Hell yeah. What a double feature. Let me wow. tell you. Oh. I don't know if those are canonically uh, canonically. canonically Christmas movies. Uh, yeah. you can maybe argue they are. Little um, Woman is, for sure. You think Little woman, no doubt it's it's got a large Christmas influence and that family theme in there. Um, But, yeah, we we also went to the theater as kids on Christmas Day, and we would stay home and watch Christmas movies, too. I mean, we'd – that'd be like a nice little break in between presents and in between meals, you know, while everyone's kind of winding down from that high of opening presents. Throw something on the TV so the adults can kind of you know recollect themselves while the kids uh, laser in.
1: I think the last time I went to Christmas on – or the movie theaters on Christmas Day – I watched Wolf of Wall Street in between my mom and my grandma, and then we all like collectively decided, I think that's probably the last time we should all do Christmas movies together and go to the theater.
0: I saw that Christmas Day as well. Um, oh. what That was like four or five years ago, five years yeah. ago.
1: Epic. Epic. Yeah, talk to me about you. What is Christmas movies? What do they mean to you?
0: Yeah. So it's kind of a twofold meaning. Like one, I just love be you know we we talk about movies all the time. We watch a bunch of movies, and sometimes it's hard to convince people to watch movies with us, right? Like I don't know if you guys run into that, but every once in a while, people are just not in the mood. They want to play video games or watch a TV show, whatever. Um, I love Christmas movies and the Christmas period in movies for two reasons. One is that everyone's down to watch a movie almost every night in December. You can be like, hey, let's throw on Home Alone, or like I don't want to get into like picks or anything, but you just say. A classic Christmas movie, and people are down to see it. So I love that aspect. I love um, just kind of being able to return to these movies uh, year in and year out. And then the other side, like you guys are saying, every single Christmas we go to the movie theaters, my family and I. Um, and it makes it really weird and cool because all of December we're watching Christmas movies, and then on actual Christmas, we always just watch some random movie that came out on Christmas, and it's awesome. Like, my favorite... I'm interested to hear what your guys' favorite movies to see... Or movie-going experiences on Christmas War at the theaters was. Because my favorite was Secret Life of Walter Mitty with Ben Stiller. I don't know mm. why. I couldn't tell you why, but I had the deepest connection to that movie ever. When I saw it as, like, a 13-year-old or whatever in the movie theaters on Christmas Day. But it's funny, because it's like... I love the Christmas movies, and then I love the new movies that come out on Christmas that have nothing to do with Christmas. So
1: that's actually a really cool question. And maybe that's a list we could do in the future like movies that came out on, like top five movies that came out on Christmas, not necessarily like yeah. Christmas movies. Like
0: every year, there's two or three that are yeah. like bangers.
1: Yeah. And November is usually like kind of a, a big time for some, you know, mm. some big releases. So those are like still in theaters at the end. Uh, I think to answer your question, though, one of my favorite memories. And this just goes to show you has nothing to do with the actual movies, but just the experience of being at the theater itself is uh, I went with uh, my dad and uh, my little brother and my mom and I think my older sister, my little sister stayed home and she was like baking cookies with my grandma. Uh, But we went and I don't remember any of the movies we saw, but we saw like three movies. So we all saw one together. We all like snuck in each individually. My mom went with my little brother to see like a kid's movie. And then I went with my dad to see like a more like adult movie. I think I was like 13 at the time. And then we came back together and saw a third movie. And it was just kind of fun like getting to do that with your parents. Like you feel like you're getting away with something. And like, you know, they were like being a little bad too. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to pay for the one movie. but We're going to sneak into uh to all the rest of the other two. So it's really funny like how mm-hmm. – you know, it's a movie-going experience. I don't remember any of the movies we saw that day, but it's like yeah. I, I, remember, I remember that specifically. It was really mm-hmm. fun. Chip, what about you? Do you remember any specific Christmas Day movie-going experiences?
2: I referenced one already, the double feature, last year. I remember seeing Rogue One uh, in, Ooh, in the theaters yeah. on Christmas Day, and nice. I, I love that movie a lot. I remember just uh, borderline weeping at the end. I mean, not to give away mm. any spoilers, but it's got one of the more devastating endings to any Star Wars film. I, I really remember that one.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a really good shout. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, I actually think I saw that one. I don't think I saw it on Christmas, but I saw it like around that time. Might have been like the days like just after. But that that was a really good one. Such a hopeful time for the Star Wars franchise, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. Where where we find ourselves. And I mean, obviously, the double feature last year is it's pretty hard to top that.
2: Uh, um, yeah, I think that was—I mean, I think that was my third time seeing gems already at that point. <laughs>
0: nice, <laughs> nice, yeah. Oh, Jet's got the A24 sweatshirt. I'm oh, wearing I'm my
1: sure. A24 sweatshirt that I got from from my sister. Uh, and I we were going through, and she tried, she was uh trying to get me the Ladybird screenplay coffee table book, and apparently mm, all, yeah. it was all sold out.
0: Yeah, um, they're tough but, to come by.
1: Yeah, she said she almost got me the Gems one, and that's kind of why I flashed Ooh. it. But then I got the sweatshirt instead. But I like the sweatshirt. It's super cozy.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I'm going to wear it when I sit down to watch anything A24. Love those guys. I rewatched the Oasis documentary um, mm. and for like the sixth time because they're like my favorite band in the history of the world. And uh, yeah, man, those guys just know how to make movies. They just know how to get yeah. the right, right people to make movies. But they do. Again, getting off topic, as we tend to do in this show uh do you have any other thoughts on christmas movies guys before we hop into our top fives i mean i don't think there's a ton to say other than just like christmas movies are great i love the point evan made about the fact that it's the one time of year you can get everybody to agree to watch a movie so hard in like july and you're like oh i want really to watch this movie that just came out and then your your family's like no like let's go like out to dinner or like like to a barbecue or like let's do mm-hmm. something outside like it gets dark at five this time of year like yeah. you can get people to sit down and watch a movie maybe even two in a single night it's great it's like the just time such... of year for family
0: movie watching yeah such a great vibe too you know sometimes like you're saying in june you're like portrait of a lady on fire is incredible we need to watch it but somebody had like a really tough day at work you know it's not like the best movie to watch if you're like kind of down or like you know got chewed out by your boss it's like nah, i'd, I'd i'd probably rather watch like a will ferrell movie or something like that but christmas it's just like everyone can kind of get into the holiday holiday spirit and um yeah i think it's gonna be really easy to talk about like what we love in these movies while we talk about the movies themselves because they're definitely um vibes yes
1: awesome chip any final thoughts before we get into the top five
2: I think we we need to establish that we're not including Die Hard on these, which it it very much would have been in my top five very high since we discussed it at length. And you should listen to that Die Hard pod. It was a (laughs) a lot of fun, a lot of accents. Um, And we made we made we made a strong case, I think, for its uh, place on the Christmas movie Mount Rushmore. But we're not going to talk about it today. I actually
1: have a friend that texted me. We did such a good job, kudos to us, that he said, I never viewed it as a Christmas movie, but after I got done listening to the podcast, I am 100% convinced Die Hard is a full-fledged Christmas movie, and I was like, thank you, kudos to Chip and Evan for hammering that point home.
0: So Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Chip, because I agree we don't have it on our list, and I, I like that. We'll be able to branch out a little bit. And also, I need to send it to you guys, and now we're really getting out there, but I saw this poll that was put up. Um, it was not done on Twitter, but somebody posted, on, posted it on Twitter. And it was like 61% of Americans didn't think of it as a Chris or didn't think it was a Christmas movie. And I wonder how many people – it was because, Jed, like the, like the friend that you're referencing right now, it's not that they don't – that they think it's actively not a Christmas movie, but they just don't think about it in that way. You know? Yeah, They haven't like, they haven't listened to Flicking and Screaming. They haven't listened. That's that's what I was trying to get to in a listen, roundabout way. Listen if we to could
1: pod. get 61% of America to listen to <laughs> Flicking and Screaming, guys, I promise we'll put out way more content.
0: America would be better off. We would not have to work our other jobs. Uh, we'd have a lot going for us.
1: With <laughs> <laughs> that being said, in the holiday spirit, that's my New Year's resolution is to get 61% of America on board with flicking and screaming. Yes. Uh, awesome. Well, let's move into our top five Christmas sure. movies. It's been a while since we did a top five episode, guys. I'm stoked. Top mm-hmm. five is a really fun format. It's like the OG format for this show. So I'm really, really stoked. Uh, I kind of want to start. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. Okay. Because I have a little bit of a wild card pick here. Uh, my number five is 2008 Four Christmases.
0: Oh, yeah, great pick. This is number 6 on my list. This is oh. my first, yeah, great pick.
1: This is such a sleeper movie. Uh I've rewatched it. It's probably the the Christmas movie that gives me like the most laughs. Uh it's infinitely quotable like in and out of the Christmas season. There's so much good action. Uh it's Reese Witherspoon, Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, Tim McGraw, Kristen Chenoweth, Mary Mary Steenburgen, I mean, the America's Mother. Yes.
0: The America's Mother. Uh,
1: just an absolutely all-star cast making like what seems to be like a movie that was just a ton of fun to make. Uh, you don't have to give away any of my other picks, but some of the other ones on my uh, movie, I think a a theme of great Christmas movies, uh, is dysfunctional families, uh, Mm -hmm. and like finding the joy in dysfunctional families. Uh, And this is like the all time dysfunctional families from that opening scene, uh, where they're like in the club in San Francisco, you know, and they're like pretending to be other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the whole like mistletoe gag as the safe word throughout the movie. I, mm-hmm. I just have so much. Fun. I watch this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's a great pick. It's it's one that's on my hit list every single Christmas season. I actually usually like to watch it early in December. It's like one of the first ones yep. I want to turn on. It's kind of eases you into the Christmas season. So that's my number five
0: pick. Great choice. And I have to say, the church scene in Four Christmases. Oh is one of the funniest movie scenes in general that I've ever seen. <laughs> I will swaddle this baby. <laughs> Woman swaddle that baby. <laughs> My insane. wife gives gives birth to children better than she can swaddle them. Dude, that yeah. shit is hilarious.
1: The other one that's really good is the scene where they're playing uh essentially that like catchphrase, you know when they the with like the whole family members oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. the the brother that's played by John Favreau. Yeah. And like he's like
0: eating wings the just whole eating time. Eating the wings, yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, he eats in that movie. John Favreau oh, eats in that. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes he shows up in his own movies and it's like he's just not that great of an actor. But that movie he absolutely eats. But yeah, yeah good pick.
1: Love it, love it. All right, uh, Evan. With that being said, okay. give me hit me with your number five.
0: Okay, so my number five, I'm going. Um, you know, I, I have a, I have a bit of a chalk list. I. I'm just a sucker for these movies. My number five is A Christmas Story. Nice. nice.
1: Yeah, I didn't okay. make my list, but no it's No one else had it.
0: Okay. I uh, Slightly surprised, but I'm with it. Um, this is 1983. Talk about, like, the first movie that you throw on in the Christmas season. This is it for me, just because it kind of has everything that I associate with actual Christmas and the actual holiday season. Like, weird, dysfunctional family. Just especially from a child's perspective. I think what I love the most about this movie is like as I've gotten older, I connect with it more and more in different ways. Like I I really connected with some of the kids at the beginning. Now I'm starting to connect with the adults and how just kind of fed up with the whole season they are in general and like the idea that like people are really upset cuz they're spending all their money in like a you know, 2 month span and like all that really sits with me. Um And it's just really strange. Like, just the whole feel of the movie is very much what I associate with the holidays. Like, you're Mm -hmm. seeing a bunch of people that you don't normally see. You're kind of having to be friendly to everyone who you probably wouldn't have even acknowledged walking by, like, on the street or something two months prior. It's just a really weird feeling. And this movie completely does that. The jokes still hit to me. um, And this really is, like the quintessential like christmas um like comfort food for me as far as as christmas movies go do you think this is the most
2: quotable christmas movie i think there's another strong contender that's probably going to be on your guys's list
0: but it's it's yeah. one of two for me yeah i i completely agree i think this is one of those movies that even if people didn't know where it came from they would know quotes from this movie i yeah. mean um yeah. talking about red rifle and stuff so, like people it's really in just like public consciousness and like pop culture even if people don't know that they're referencing a Christmas story
1: yeah it's transcended uh Christmas movies Mm -hmm. as far as like quotability like people quote it year-round and Chip I think I know what you're alluding to with the other one uh, and I want to say that it's not on my list so there you go
2: wow not on my list
0: either I have no Um, idea what you guys are talking about but 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 if
1: but the fact that it's not (laughs) on our list is how you know that we know what we're talking about you know wow he he knows we know we know uh all right chip what's your number five man
2: <laughs> okay are you guys ready for my number five are you ready
1: I, i'm so excited
2: <laughs> my number five is a movie called silent
0: night bloody night oh oh fuck yes you. i know this you. Damn it. you know this <laughs> have you seen it yeah i yet? do i i haven't seen all of it it was on like amc or something uh a couple years ago and i i saw like i'd say like 45 minutes of it but go ahead yeah.
2: This movie rules this is a 1972 Christmas time uh, slasher I mean this it's an old uh, condemned house it's come back up for sale uh, of course it's got a dark backstory all intertwined with Christmas's past it's it's not a high concept horror this is a B movie all the tropes of a 70s horror B movie that you can imagine but it's a beautiful tight 90 it has like uh, the most riveting and terrifying atmosphere it's got all these weird establishing shots that, like, hover way too long on the exteriors of the house and on characters' faces that makes you extremely uncomfortable and makes you want to look away, even though absolutely nothing scary is happening on the screen. It, mm-hmm. it never tries too hard. It knows it's cheap, but it knows it's heavy. Um, it's built around the second scariest Christmas song, which is Silent Night. You know, if sure. you if you tune that right, if you get the right voices behind that, just that entire concept is, is pretty scary. It's, it's a slow burn. It's got a lot of... Uh, POV shots of the of the killer Um, and it's really shaky but not in like a born shaky way more in like a trembling breath I'm waiting to kill way Mm. (laughs) which is insane I can't believe I'm talking about this on a Christmas podcast but it's amazing it's it's absolutely horrifying especially the first 40 minutes you can't shake those goosebumps and the themes of Christmas are very relevant to the story's ending, which I won't get into, but this movie is public domain. You can watch it on YouTube right now for free in full, um, so I, w- I would definitely recommend watching it. Chip, great pick.
1: I love you, man. This is why <laughs> this is why you're on the podcast is because everyone's gonna have these you know these wonderful lists with these awesome movies, and you're like, you know what? At number five, a fucking slasher. I yes. I love it you're the best and i don't it's true. love
2: i don't love all slashers but this one is like perfectly slow and doesn't rely too much on the gore it's just like terrifying in every single scene it's it's incredible
1: oh great pick great pick okay uh moving on time for number four my number four uh also not this is probably one of the sad sadder christmas movies uh, my number four is the family stone uh, 2005, directed by Thomas Bazucha, Sarah Jessica Parker, Dermot Mulroney, Diane Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Luke Wilson, Claire Danes, Craig T. Nelson, another super dysfunctional family movie. Um, it kind of reads as a rom-com, uh, but it's also really about this like family's last Christmas with their their the matriarch of their family, the mom, played by Diane Keaton, who's dying of, of breast cancer. Uh, so it's a really funny and just devastating movie, uh, that I just get so much warmth and sadness out of. And I think the holidays sometimes, uh, can make you sad. Uh, so, and I think it's important to like embrace that emotion. And that's what this movie does for me. It kind of brings out the happiness of being with family, but also the bittersweet, uh, you know, aspect of, you know, it might be the last time you're with all these people. Uh, and so I, I love this movie a lot, actually. I think it's, uh, it's definitely in the lexicon of like important, important movies for me. I've already watched it twice this Christmas season. Once with wow. just me and my wife, and then once with me, my wife, and my parents as well. So I like it a lot. Do you guys I, have nice. any thoughts on this movie?
2: I don't have any sad Christmas movies on my list. I mean, I have some like darker and some weirder ones, but I don't have any sad ones. But I do I, I completely agree with your point that there is a place for that in the holidays because I mean, everyone's got different memories associated with the holidays that they can uh, trace to and kind of connect with the story that's being put forth. I think it's uh, a really tough subject to tackle. I mean, it's it's it can be like a cheesy Hallmark way, or it can be done really really well. And I haven't seen I haven't seen the movie you're referring to. You said Four Stones, the fam- the family stone. Families. I combined I combined your first two picks. <laughs> <laughs> I said <Yeah>. four. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, it's basically like
1: it's essentially this this guy brings this woman home for uh, to meet his family, but it's also like for Christmas, and he's gonna propose, and then let's just say hijinks ensue, shit hits the fan, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then the kind of subplot of it is that the mom is dying of of, of breast cancer. It's very very sad, um, but they they weave. I think it's really well done. I think they weave the comedy and uh the sad and more like serious parts of this movie really well evan you've seen this movie
0: right i have yeah i mean i think it's a it's a good movie and it just like i can definitely get behind it being on your list absolutely it's just like different you know choice of vibes um around the holiday season so yeah it's a good one it's a good cast really cool cast
1: yeah it is a really cool cast all in kind of like interesting points at their career Mm -hmm. which i I like as well okay evan Number four for you.
0: We my go. number four movie is 2006 Deck the Halls. And before oh, I get into it, are you go. guys familiar with this movie?
1: Yes, I am familiar with this movie. Okay, I
0: am, yes. Okay, this is Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. Um, and I have to preface this by saying that these are two of just, like, my favorite people to watch on screen. Definitely not the best actors or anything like that, but just two people who, like, every time I see them, I'm just excited for different reasons um and that definitely feeds into it but this movie centers around just like the premise is is you know one guy is the the kind of like mayor of christmas in in a small town just known as the guy who puts on you know the best light displays and is in charge of like the holiday festivities for the town and this other guy moves into the town and wants to one-up him by having his house be seen from space he has so many lights on his house
2: yeah. it's just
0: like a ridiculous concept and it turns into talk about hijinks and in, ensue in there's a lot of like how are we gonna get power to the house how are we gonna disconnect yeah. power you know who's gonna be the one in charge of um of putting up the town christmas tree stuff like that so it's it's pretty basic in that like there's a there's a rivalry involved uh around the holidays but For some reason, they're just some of the gags in this movie are really, really funny and just hit me every single time. Um, Talk about a tight 90. I'm pretty sure this movie is only like an hour and like 13 minutes long or something like that. It's really beautifully, you know, it's like it's a it's like the first act of a play or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it moves along and just makes me die laughing every single time. And and I'm really not ashamed to uh, to admit it. So I got it at number four.
1: Yeah, this is an all time cable Christmas movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Me. Like it's you, on, like it's, on,
1: it's on TV all the time. And then you're like, oh, well, we got it. I mean, we got to finish it. Um, but yeah, this is a good. So
0: there's yeah. like five really funny scenes that as long as you can make it through like the eight minutes between them, you can get to like <laughs> a really funny like skit. And it, it, it just cracks me up. So,
1: yeah, yeah it, it really is. That's a good way to think about it. It's kind of like sketch comedy with some filler in between.
0: Oh, it, that's basically all it is. I mean, oh. the family stuff is not even really real drama. It's just kind of like Kristen Chenoweth is like, hey, Danny DeVito, you really, you know, won't be fulfilled unless your house is seen from space. And he's like, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, no, you fulfill me. It, you know, so it's like that's that's all we're getting as far as the drama goes. But it is funny.
1: Uh, all right. Awesome. Great pick at number four. Chip, what's your number
2: four pick? Another slasher? That's a really good pick. No, it's not a slasher. I'm, I'm still going to go left. I, I promise I'm going to restore a little bit of order later in my list, but I, I really want to make the Danny DeVito connection, and I no. want to talk about a 1992 Tim Burton movie, Batman Returns. Oh, oh I, dude, great pick.
0: Dude, I, I knew you were going to do this.
1: <laughs> I, literally was, I was literally <laughs> thinking to myself, I was like, somebody's <laughs> going to do Batman Returns, and it's going to be fucking chip. I thought you were going to put on your honorables, but I'm so proud of you that you put it on your list.
2: First it, it was all, tell us why movie. this is a Christmas movie. This, this movie is all about uh, family, right? So we look at Danny DeVito's penguin. He has this uh, struggle of trying to figure out who he is, why his family rejected him, and you know leads him on this journey. And he goes down a dark path, but he, uh, this whole time, he's kind of looking to figure out you know his, his family name, why his family rejected him, but he's taken in by the penguins and he is raised by them. That that's the family that chooses him. We see that with Selena Kyle as well. Her own mother, clearly there's a rocky relationship there and they kind of mutually reject each other and the cats take her in and she becomes Catwoman. you know, like there's something familial too about, uh, Bruce and Alfred, you know, Alfred's like decorating the Christmas tree while Bruce is watching TV. And it's like, you guys are, this, this is the family that you guys have chosen in this weird, weird wide world. Um, and, you know, there's just like cozy fireplaces and big overcoats and department stores and hats, mm-hmm. you know, all these little Christmas things like the ground zero for so many activities uh, from Penguins, you know, circus gang in this movie is the Gotham tree lighting ceremony. Yes. They come back yeah, to it right. over and over again. You know, the ice princess is uh, factors into his <laughs> schemes at one point. So it's absolutely a Christmas movie. Uh, even uh, Shrek and Chip's relationship, is father and son, you know, that. These themes of being festive and being with your loved ones, figuring out who your loved ones are, are very important to this movie. I think that's what Christmas is, or it's one of the things that Christmas is all about.
0: Very good pick at number four, An absolutely magical description. I, I don't even want to follow up on that. That was yeah, absolutely no, gorgeous.
1: It was beautiful. That's why. I mean, those are there are moments where you realize that Chip is the most eloquent person on the pod. Oh, uh, and level. that was that was definitely it i would actually love to see you do a write-up maybe we should if we get uh if we continue to like you know have more engagement i would love to do flicking and com, where we do like little write-ups of some of the movies that we watch um and i would love to hear you do a full write-up of of this movie as a christmas movie and and kind of like comparing the themes it that's a that's awesome i love that pick. really yeah. off the this wall vibes are you.
0: totally holiday vibes because you're right yeah. oh even yeah the big overcoats and stuff it like it looks the same as like the beginning of home alone or something yeah, with everyone walking movie. around with the big coats. Yeah. Just different yeah. plot. Ooh,
1: that's a good, that put pick put me in a good mood. I'm so happy you did that. That's a good one. A great pick. Such man. a good
2: movie. And it's like, it's very underrated in the canon of Batman as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably, it's at least top five. I don't know where in the top five, but that's another podcast. This mm-hmm. is another podcast
1: too, but is it in the conversation for best Tim Burton movie? Yes.
0: It's that's close. That's for another day. But yeah. yes, I, I'd say, I mean, it's definitely battling for top five. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay.
1: Awesome. Damn, Chip, that was a great pick. I love it. All right. My number three, this is probably my most off the wall pick in the sense of like when I told my my family that this was at number three, they were like, really? really? My number three is Christmas with the Cranks, 2004, oh, wow. directed by Joe great Roth, pick. Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dan Aykroyd. I love. The premise of this uh, movie, it's basically just these parents that have like basically gone all out for Christmas for their entire lives since they've had a child send their daughter off to the Peace Corps and she won't be home for Christmas this year. So they're like, let's finally use this opportunity to have a break and let's take a beautiful tropical vacation. And then they find out the day before Christmas that she's coming home and she wants to introduce her new fiance to all of the fun, amazing family Christmas traditions that they have. And them trying to scramble to get it all done. Uh, I love this movie. It's so fun. Again, dysfunctional family. I think that Tim Allen shines in this movie. He's he's so funny as like this kind of like begrudgingly doing Christmas. Uh, I love Dan Aykroyd's character and just like the whole mm-hmm.
0: like release Frosty,
1: put yeah. him on the front lawn and we will put him up for you. And uh, the I like cranks the
0: canceled Christmas this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love the idea. The the best part about this movie is. Is it's not just that they don't want to do Christmas. It's that Tim Allen's so invested in not doing Christmas that he refuses to like do anything that's remotely Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's like things where it's just like, oh, just let him put off Frosty. It's not that big of a deal. And he's like, no, we will not give in. We will not do this. Like he's trying to be so anti-Christmas. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis is always incredible. You know, Evan and I have discussed before our love for Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I love this movie. It's just a fun. Again. Just a fun romp. Uh, I think it's a tight 90. I think it's actually an hour 39 minutes. So just a little bit over the tight 90. Uh, but yeah, what a good good time. Uh, great mid-December movie toss on. I actually am trying to get my parents to, to watch it tonight. Um, I caught like the back half of it on cable probably two weeks ago. And I was like, all right, we need to get everybody on board with this one. So
2: yeah, that's my number three. I feel like it's not really Christmas until
0: I see Tim Allen and a Speedo on my television set. There it is. Yes, yes sir. Exactly. And this, this movie hits on a very similar thing as like Deck the Halls, which is like when you get out of the family dynamic, so much of Christmas or the holiday season is just kind of like putting on for people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, like showing that you have spirit and how much people rely on others around them to like match their spirit. So it's a it's a good idea. It's a very easy idea to just be like, let's throw a wrench in in, you know, people celebrating on the holidays. Like everyone has that one block in their hometown, right? That it's just like every single house goes nuts with lights and it's like known as like the block. And if somebody on the block. Yeah. If somebody on the block didn't put up lights that year, like people on the on the block wouldn't go as crazy as they do in like Christmas at the Cranks. But they'd probably be like the hell is going on and like it would shape their opinion on that on that household but
1: yeah so good idea idea. uh all right evan what's your number three
0: okay i'm i'm hoping somebody else has this one but my number three is love actually no wow
1: it was an an honorable for me wow Uh, okay so say what you want to say and then i I want to discuss this as like a christmas movie okay as
0: well so love actually is 2003 um it has i'm not even gonna go through the cast it's one of those movies that has like everyone who was big in the drama game in 2003 including our beloved um alan rickman from uh, the Die Hard uh, episode is involved in this movie and it's one of those ensemble movies that just you know ends up with like seven different couples ending up together um through different means and in different sorts of relationships not all like completely romantic um and there's just something about this movie like like i said i i come back for like comfort food there's something about it and i'm interested to talk about it as a holiday movie i hadn't even considered that but even though they're not specifically referencing christmas in some of these these plot lines it just has such a holiday vibe of like What really makes the holidays the holidays, and this is as cliche as it can possibly get, but what really makes the holidays the holidays is finding the people who you want to be around, the people who you connect with, and being with them. And that's what makes a holiday special. Um, And this movie completely hits that. And it just has a ton of people and performances in it that I just really freaking enjoy. Like Hugh Grant, even Liam Neeson, like some of these, these are people who I just like hanging out with, like having a good time with, and consider like almost part of my. Because they're part of my holiday tradition, I almost consider them part of my family and like part of celebrating with me. So there's just something about this movie that's just so classic. I, I can't pass it up uh, every year.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I, I really like this movie. Um, I put this movie in the same category as The Holiday, where it's like I really enjoy this movie, but I don't necessarily consider it a specific Christmas movie, just like a general holiday movie. So mm. I actually usually watch those types of movies in between Christmas and New Year's. When I'm still in the holiday spirit, but like it's like post Christmas. Does that make sense? Mm. But yeah. I, but I, I agree. I would right say there. most people think this is a Christmas movie. Um, but like for me, like when I think Christmas movies, I want like specific references to it being Christmas. But mm. I love this pick. This is a great movie. Uh, one of the most iconic, uh, like even to this day, like pop culture references is the scene, you know, dropping the the uh, the cue cards. Oh yeah,
2: um, yeah. We so, don't get it, we don't get a really good Taylor Swift music video without that so, a hundred percent. Imagine the loss. Shout out
1: to T Swizzle. Uh, before we move on to chips number three, uh, I also is this the? It's not the birth of the like holiday ensemble Christmas movie, but it's probably the first one that like is so good that it launches. The rest right like you know like you think about like now then it was like valentine's day comes yeah. like 20 years later there's a couple New other year's ones years and stuff yeah, New yeah. years. Eve. this is
0: definitely the best um um version put of that. together yeah. yeah like this yeah. is an actual like i'll go out on a limb and and i'll fight people on this like i think this is an actual legit good movie like there I are agree. engaging characters i'm not going to say every storyline is perfect but it's it's way less sticky than the ones that follow it that you're referencing, which and is, I also
1: I, I, I also think the connections what they do in it, this movie that's really good is the connections are more believable, like however, how all the storylines are like fused together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they get kind of hamfisted in like the later versions of this type of movie. Um but yeah, yeah. I like this movie. This is a really good pick. Uh, Chip, do you have anything to say about this before you get to your third or you just want to jump into your third pick?
2: yeah, I. I just want to agree, like I had never really thought that it wasn't a Christmas movie, but I get that you're defining it as a general holiday. There's other movies that I think mm-hmm. about it in that sense of being a holiday film. I'd like to add Phantom Thread to that list. That is a, wow. a very holiday-esque film, specifically, of course, New Year's in that uh, grand finale. Yeah. But that's another that's another interesting topic is general holiday festive uh, films that I haven't really thought too much about.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
2: That's I like, do uh, have right. a number three pick if we want to dive Thread. into that. Hey, so, <laughs> Phantom Thread. Holy shit!
1: Evan's anyway, face my... is like, can't he can't? He's like Phantom Thread. That should have been on my list. Fuck. He just
0: hit me right on the chin. I'm I'm just stunned a little bit, but I love it. Anytime. Chip might
1: be the MVP of this pod so far. He brings up Phantom Thread as a holiday movie and brings us Batman Begins and a slasher in his Christmas it's top
0: five. Not part. even close at this point. So yeah. I'm I'm honestly nervous about what number three is. <laughs> Yep. Let's do it. We'll, we'll we'll veer back into the skid with number three. Uh, I have
2: I really wanted to have like a classic Santa Claus story on my list. And the 1947 Miracle on 34th Street mm. has always been one of my favorites. Uh, if you're not familiar, Santa, for reasons not really explained in the movie, he plops himself into New York City, winds up anchoring the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, as you said, Jed, hijinks ensue. Uh, with with Macy's and eventually the New York Supreme Court has to declare whether or not Santa Claus is real and if the Chris Kringle in our story is the real Santa Claus. Uh, th- there's two things I love about this movie that really flip the formula of a traditional Christmas story. You have like the doubting Thomas character, the skeptic non-believer, is not only Doris Walker, the parade director, but her little six-year-old daughter Susie. So mm-hmm. you take this jaded, like realistic, cold-hearted. Person and give it a child's voice. And like it's inspired by her worldly mother. But the contrast between some of the adults, even in the film, who are like wide eyed, innocent Santa believers, and this little girl who's like, My mother buys me presents if they are reasonably priced. (laughs) (laughs) It It works really, really well. And then the third act, it becomes this like courtroom drama, but it's insanely silly. Like the DA's son is called to stand at one point to testify that his antagonist father told him Santa was real. Mr. Macy himself declares, you know, uh, without perjury, that Santa is real. And eventually the U.S. post office dumps thousands of letters <laughs> addressed to Santa directly onto the judge's bench. And it's almost it, it's like so close to becoming a farce, but it's just sweet enough and just lovely enough that it really works. And I think it's my favorite version of a Santa Claus story in, in the movies.
1: Yeah. That's a beautiful pick. Um, I'm so happy that you picked the original one versus the remake. I think the remake the remake's actually really good as far as remakes go. But the, the original one is is like such a of, of a vibe. Um, great pick. Evan, anything?
0: No, I think this is a good pick. It's a good movie. Um, it kind of brings you... I mean, obviously it fr- is from a different time. But it brings you back to a whole different time. Like even just the pacing and stuff is so different that... Um, it kind of fits in with the with the like holiday time. so yeah, it was a good pick.
1: Awesome. Well, I, you know, what else I'm, I'm I'm proud of the f- fact that our first nine movies that we picked, first top three, have no crossover. Kind of cool. None. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end that right here because my number two, we're definitely gonna have to wait on it because I know it's higher on Evan's list. Uh, my number two is Elf, two
2: thousand three. We're gonna wait on that one. Yeah, we're gonna wait. Wow. Okay, wait. That's not the movie that I thought you were talking about. Because <laughs> I. I thought that it's bo- that's not on both of our lists. so we must Oh, no, no, no. That. That's the other movie. Wait, okay. is that the
0: one you were referring to, Chip? <laughs> oh, then I thought you were referring to another yeah, movie. Yeah, the most quotable. That's what I thought it was, too. But then when Jed said he didn't have it on his list, I was like, wait a minute. All right, well, <laughs> I all right, well. We'll,
1: have to, we'll have to wait then because I'm interested I uh, now. So, Evan, hit me with your number two.
0: Okay. My number two is Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Oh, excellent and, pick. Oh, yeah. Excellent pick.
0: This is 1993 um, and it's actually done by or it's directed by um, Henry Selick, but it's produced and conceived uh, and all the animations are conceived by Tim Burton. And yeah. when we start talking about the best of Tim Burton, um, it's hard for me not to come back to this movie because obviously we don't have to get into the history of like um, kind of the the changes that he was making to this type of movie, the stop action movie at the time. Um, but this movie is so... Visually compelling. It, I just love looking at it so much. Um, and then you add in incredible music. The way, not only the way it's sung in the actual performances, um, but the songs themselves are so good. And this is coming from somebody who, I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. I am not a fan for songs in movies at all. I love musicals on the stage. Do not like them on the screen. That for some reason it just feels. Um, Uh, fake to me like two more fake than even normal movies but in this movie it's stop action so of course it's fake um and there's just something about it that just makes me feel so warm and happy um the visuals are so cool the story is actually really interesting as far as like this town that only celebrates halloween basically every day um and somebody being really like uh, turned on not in a sexual way by the feelings that christmas and the holiday times can can bring to you and like what it means to connect to your friends and family um and uh and kind of have a shared holiday experience so i i'll stop going on about this movie but i just love it so much even on a non-christmas movie if we started getting into like animated movies this movie would be competing really high i love it
1: awesome pick uh I don't have anything to add. I think that was a beautiful description of a really cool concept, a really cool movie. I just want to say uh, Jack Skellington kidnaps Santa Claus in this movie, and that's so fucking epic. It is. Yeah. He's just like, he's just literally like, no, snags him. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so good. Also, one of my favorite times of year, not to shout out, uh, you know, the big D too much, but uh, one, one of my favorite times of year to be at, at Disneyland. And I love going on the mm-hmm. haunted mansion ride. It's way better when it's the Nightmare Before Christmas ride than just the general Haunted Mansion ride. It's, like, the only time I really, like, look forward uh, when they do that. So, really cool. Chip, any thoughts on this movie before we get to your numero dos?
2: I think that you hit on something that I hadn't really realized about myself, and that's that I enjoy musicals and songs when they're animated versus, you know, Mm -hmm. actually filming characters sing them. I hadn't viewed it from that angle before, but... Thinking back on it, yeah, I agree. Like, the Frozen movies, I like those movies, but they're animated characters. I The Trolls movies, have you guys seen the Trolls movies? Yes. Trolls yes. and Trolls World Tour. Those Electric. movies are good. Those movies yeah. are good. And it's, it's animated characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, when animated characters are busting out into song, I buy into it more. I can get wrapped <laughs> up into that world easier than watching Tom Hooper's Les Mis, Ex- for example.
0: That's the movie that comes to mind. It just, yeah. It's so wooden, and st- there's just no, like, magic to it.
1: I think part of it is because they can kind of break
0: the, like, wall
1: of, like, reality. Right? Like, uh, the one that comes to mind for me is, like, Moana. Right? Like, I, lo- I think that yeah, Moana is a great movie. A great movie. But, yeah. like, when, when uh, The Rock is singing the You're Welcome song, like, he's not actually... The whole time he's singing it, it's like a whole production behind him on screen. It's yeah. not... What's ha- actually happening on the screen? There's animation behind them. Like, you can break the wall of like what's actually happening in the world of the animation. Yeah. Because it's animated. Uh, that's really cool. I never thought about that either. Uh, I have a couple exceptions
0: to that. that that's full of like, we of, can get like, into it another. And like, I-, I agree. Like, The Nightmare Before Christmas, some of the best visuals come during the songs because I think they even recognize that. They're like, we're not going to have somebody, even an animated character, just stand in the middle of the screen and sing. Like they, yeah. they are the way the, um, I mean that, that the song in the graveyard with the moon behind them leading to the, I mean, some of those scenes are some of the most memorable scenes in the movie without even remembering like the lyrics or even what the yeah, song yeah. was about or anything like that. So. Well,
1: it's like they're mini, there's, there are many music videos for every are, song. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Which is like really the cool. old Hercules, like uh, animated oh, movie. It, like yeah. it's straight up like 15 music videos, animated music videos in that movie i like, was that amazing.
1: for i was i was hercules for halloween like three years in a row my grandma made me like a hercules like handmade sewed me god bless her heart uh, a hercules costume uh <laughs> and i wore it three years in a row it was awesome dude that that yeah i love that that's a great point we should touch on the best animated musicals that's a good idea for a pod it'll be really i love tough. it i love all it. all right
2: chip what's your number two all right. Uh, actually, this is a good transition for animated again. Look at us on the same page without even realizing it. Uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Ah, uh, yes. Pick. This is, uh, it's a short film. You know, it's only a 30 minute short, but uh, probably the most celebrated and, uh, Uh, Iconic Charlie Brown short and staple Mm -hmm. of of Christmas television. You know this is the one. This is the one that like people will mark down when it's on ABC because they share they air it without commercials. It's just thirty minutes straight of uh, you know Christmas iconic moments. Um, This is the most pure choice I think I have, but and and religious and sappy, but that's okay. Like the Linus delivering his recitation of the nativity scene is it brings me like close to tears every time. No, I think that no matter what you feel, just seeing these innocent kids, you know, fight through the commercialism of Christmas, fight through all of the uh, problems that they have to deal with internally to come together to celebrate the story of Christmas, to raise up this little tree that Charlie Brown finds. You know, you can read into that so much and just... These themes of, of lifting up the downtrodden, you know, raising mm-hmm. them up and decorating the tree. It's, it's so beautiful. The voice acting is amazing. It's hilarious. It's like the sweetest, smartest satire of commercialism mm-hmm. and Christmas that you can ever find. And insanely rewatchable. Great pick.
0: Awesome. It, this I is love a this staple pick. every year.
1: Yeah. Um, I put these on my honorables. I want to do a quick shout out because I wasn't sure necessarily how to like categorize them if we categorize them as movies. Uh but those AB old school ABC TV Christmas specials like Rudolph and a Year Without a Santa Claus are like some of my favorites as well. Um and to be honest, a Year Without a Santa Claus probably would have hit my list if I just didn't know if we considered it a full like feature film because it's only like 40 minutes long. Uh so I just want to I want to shout that out here just because man the heat my mis- the heat miser.
0: Oh <laughs> right? yeah yeah incredible it' always done like back to back too yeah yeah
1: on, like, awesome oh, that's a great pick, okay, chip your list is is awesome i fucking I love your list, uh all right, my number one, uh, and this is one of the exceptions to the movie musicals, and it's the most chalk pick of all time, but this is pure comfort food for me nineteen fifty four it's white Christmas, <laughs> I fucking love this movie, uh it reminds me of my grandparents uh it reminds me of my parents, it's my mom's favorite Christmas movie. From December 1st on, she begs us to watch it, and my rule is always we have to watch it closer to Christmas because it's, like, the most Christmassy Christmas movie. Bing Crosby, Danny Kay, Danny fucking Kaye, uh, Vera Ellen, Rosemary Clooney. I, it's just a, a an awesome musical. It's essentially a filmed stage play, right, like these movies from the 50s, uh, which is why maybe I like the singing a little bit more. Also, Bing Crosby, Danny Kay, Vera Ellen, Rosemary Clooney are incredible singers. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's cool. It's like the beginning. It's like a really good story of like, a. it's a war movie. And then, you know, the, they become entertainers and then they get reconnected, uh, with their old general. And there's so many good songs in it. Um, so many good visuals and it is a nodding off fire in the background, eggnog in my hand, pure butter Christmas movie. Uh, I actually get emotional like thinking about it. Like there's so much fun I've had like with my grandparents, like you know when the sisters song you know comes on and like you know the uh, when Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye have to dress up as the sisters and like go out there and pretend to be them, like it's just like I, I love it. It just reminds me of my family. Uh, it reminds me of like all the good times I've had on Christmas. Uh, yeah, and it's eternal. It will it will be a great Christmas movie forever. Um, yeah, I love it, and I couldn't have gone more chalk, but yeah, it's my number That's-
2: one. That's such a great pick. And I think you you touched on a little bit, but the physical like set pieces and the dancing and the choreography and the visuals and the costumes, that's what makes this work. You know, it's the opposite of boring. It's so engaging to look at and it can just suck you in. But it can also be that background noise while you're opening presents or while you're nodding off at night. It's a perfect Christmas movie.
1: Yeah, you know what I I think is really is really interesting. I I watch this movie and the older I get, the more I'm blown away by like how fucking talented these people are. Like they are true like live performances that you're watching of them, like Vera Ellen and like the and Rosemary Clooney in that whole Mr. Bones performance as like part of I love how they just shoehorn like hey, we're just going to do like this whole musical performance. It's like all to raise money for this like, you know, this hotel up in like resort up in Vermont. And so they just get to kind of do whatever they want. But there's some awesome performances and some insane dancing and, and singing in this movie. Uh, yeah, love it. So, uh, Evan, moving on. I think we know what your number one is. I think you've like my preface this on like the very first podcast we ever did. Uh, and this was my number two. So, what is it?
0: Yeah, it's Elf. From 2003, yeah. directed by Jon Favreau, um, starring Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel, James Caan. Shout out uh, Sunny, uh, Mary Steenburgen. Like this movie, I to be perfectly honest with you guys, I'm loving both of your guys' lists, and you're actually like making me think of some movies that I almost didn't even consider that I I should have considered. Um, this is, like, far and away number one for me. I just have to say, like, yeah. almost on any list that we've done, this is, like, the, the easiest number one that I've had. Um, this movie just makes me laugh so hard. Like, we can get into, yeah, there's a there's a good message behind it, and, you know, they actually do pull it off, even though it's so campy and stuff, but when Will Ferrell is walking in to the coffee shop saying, congratulations, world's best <laughs> cup of coffee, like like, that shit to me just kills me every single time when he's going around picking up all the um the leftover pieces of gum underneath the railing and putting them all in his mouth and stuff Ugh. like that stuff just makes me laugh so hard um and all this stuff between Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel in um in the department store and Kimball's and everything like that stuff is just so funny to me and um it's just like it's what I look forward to the most every holiday season is throwing on elf with my mom and my brother, and just absolutely dying laughing, and I just can't, I can't get enough of it, I watch it like three times every December, every single year, it's unbelievable.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's a great pick, Uh, this is my number two, I love this movie so much, again, I agree, it's just a, it's a belly laugh with the whole family, people of all ages, like you turn on five-year-olds love this movie, Uh, 65-year-olds love this movie, there's some absolutely incredible, incredible like little throwaway lines like when he when like she's singing baby it's cold outside in the shower and he's yes. singing with her and then he just erupts baby it's cold outside and she's like mm-hmm. interrogating him and he's like i didn't know you were naked like in the shower yeah. it's just like there's <laughs> such like a pure innocence to Will Farrell's like performance in this um i actually think like the the whole all the James Kahn and Will Farrell stuff really works
0: I think it's Uh, hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Also, uh, shout out to Peter Dinklage. One of the funniest scenes. One of the funniest cameos ever. Ever. Like, (laughs) it's so good. I I love that whole performance. Call me an elf one more time. And he gets on the table. The camera work when he gets on the table and is, like, walking across the table.
0: Yes. And he's like, oh, a hug. Like, right before he starts (laughs) to beat the shit out of him. Is so fucking good. The fact that his name is Miles Finch, there's just yeah. something about that that's fucking hilarious. Oh, dude, it's so
1: that whole the whole thing, and he's a children's book author, but he's just this like womanizing piece of shit, yeah, like guy. I love, I love. There's so much like good throwaway stuff in this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I-, I absolutely love it. So what a great pick, Evan. You're number yeah. one, my number two. Uh, I know this didn't make Chips' list. Chip, I want to hear your number one before I say what, you know, we both thought wasn't on our list as the most quotable. Uh, but do you have any thoughts on Elf before you get to your number one? Uh,
2: you guys just really hit it. I mean, the physical comedy of this movie is insane. There are so many, like, visual gags playing on Will Ferrell's exaggerated size among the elves and everything. Yes. And it is it is insanely quotable, you know. Bye, buddy. Good luck finding your dad. Yeah. Like, yes. I hope you find your I forget what year it was, but it was some year of high school. I think I said that every single day to my friends when I left uh, (laughs) school for the day. It was like an entire semester. Every single day we would say it to each other. So it's insanely quotable and uh, iconic. Probably, I don't know if it's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell? I don't know if it's Will Ferrell's peak, but I think it's going to be remembered, you know, 100 years from now. That's going to be the role that people are going to associate with him. And I think that's a really good thing. I think it's going to live on forever
1: also incredible soundtrack like literally you could yeah, really do soundtrack. this people that haven't heard the song you go
2: every time it rains it rains
1: pennies from a heaven and everyone will just go
2: Shoo-be-do-be.
1: like <laughs> back at you when he first gets to new york right before he gets hit by the car yeah. which is again physical comedy so yeah. unexpected so hilarious
0: uh, this whole big apple say, montage what i think is maybe the the hardest my mom has ever laughed at a movie and she does it every single year is when he's trying to find out if the Santa's a fake Santa. And he's like, what song did I sing you on my birthday? He said, well, happy birthday, of course. And Will Ferrell goes, damn it. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Every single time we see it, we absolutely die. Will Ferrell just sells it. That's at at the peak, 2003, of like, Will Ferrell went so hard making every single movie like he was so bought in to being funny that no line was too absurd no scene was too like out there for him to you know put on his version of the best performance so he's it's just it adds to the visual and uh like uh auditory gags is how bought in he is to being buddy the elf which is as ridiculous as it sounds but Yeah. yeah that's number one Chip, what do you got? Yeah,
2: my number one, it's it's a bit of a chalk pick. I'm ashamed I can't be more interesting here, but I have to follow my heart and the nostalgia of It's a Wonderful Life. This <laughs> is uh Frank Capper, Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed. Um, there's a lot of things that draw me to this movie, the nostalgia of watching it every single year around Christmas time. I, I like the idea of supernatural forces kind of taking on these human characteristics, both physically and also being fallible and like kind of making jokes with each other. You know, they're trying to work to get to their wings. I really like the angels talking about that. But really, it's it's George Bailey that keeps me coming back to this movie. He is an imperfect, uh, often strange, and, like, conflicted protagonist. He takes things for granted. He has trouble with his own charitable tendencies as he's struggling in his hometown. He, like, has these angry moments with himself and others. He's, like, full of dreams. You know, cha- he wants to, like, get this suitcase and fill it with trinkets and patches from all these places he wants to go. But his heart and his father's good mercies are like beset upon him at every turn. And like at the end of the day, his dreams don't really come true. And I really like when movies do that. You know, the dreams that he expresses at the beginning never happen. He never gets to do those things that he longs to do with the National Geographic magazine. Um, There's this inner like tug of war. And I think about that scene where he's wandered drunk into Mary's home. She's like put on this little recreation of their first date. She's playing the song that they sang together. She's got this painting that she made mm-hmm. of George in the moon, and he's so ungrateful. He's looking past it all at his own woes and sorrows and self-pity. And then finally, when he's on the phone with Sam and her he snaps out of it, and he like just breaks down in her arms. And it's not the first or the last time that he has to reckon with this tug-of-war inside himself, both physically and emotionally, but it like sets the stage for his life in that city. Like he is Bedford Falls. He is flawed,
0: but he's full of grace. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is a great pick. This is on my honorables. This is a just a. Mm. This movie really makes this, me feel something for sure. The okay.
2: cinematography is amazing too. It I love is. like the, the snow is like so thick and like heavy on the screen. It's almost like old TV static, you know, with your antenna. That's how thick mm-hmm. it is. And you don't. I don't feel like you see that anymore. It's always like mm-hmm. thin wispy snow. Like give me some fucking That's true. snowflakes.
1: That's oh, yeah. true. I like that. Uh, anyway, so now that you, the pick, I, the movie I thought you, you were talking about that you and I didn't have was Chris's Vacation, which none of us had it on here because that, that's an inf- infinitely that's quotable.
0: Big, that's a big miss. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I so think that, like, and, uh, that and Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. And the I mean. Branch. And the Grinch, yes. all
1: three of those are like, I think people would probably think, but those are all honorables for me. So
0: those quickly. All three of my honorables were those Quickly,
1: three. okay, any other honorables besides that, besides those three? I have uh, the Santa Claus one and two. The third one sucks, mm-hmm. but Tim Allen's the Santa Claus is is great. And I actually think the second one's really great as well. Uh, I already mentioned the ABC TV Christmas specials, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, or kind of across the board honorables. And then I actually have, Uh, An animated movie from 2011, which I think is a a beautiful sentiment. It's called Arthur Christmas, and it's about one of Santa's sons. Uh, It's about, like, the Santa Claus family and, like, this whole idea of it's, like, really, like, a very, like, militarized corporate operation. And it's the dad Santa's last Christmas before the oldest brother Santa is going to take over as the new Santa. But then shit goes sideways and one girl can't get her present. And the youngest brother like takes it upon himself to like find a way to get her, her present. Uh, it's a really beautiful little animated movie. Uh, I watched it, I think initially just because my little brother, uh, but I think it's, it's really cute. Uh, so that's a, uh, an honorable for me as well. Any others between you guys before we get to, uh, hot take corner?
2: Yeah, I have a couple, um, both the 1994 and 2019 little woman. I might be wrong on that first Mm -hmm. date, but both of those really, really important. Uh, the, Earlier one for me growing up and in the 2019 that released last year, Gerwig is a God. Um, also, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. If you don't think this is a Christmas movie, then fuck you. This is all about Christmas and, you know, rocky relationships coming together. It's about burying the hatchet, putting on a mask quite literally when you're with people that you love, quote unquote, and then you're committed to be with. You know, if you can't see that this is Christmas, then, you know, watch
0: it again. It's a great movie why wasn't this on your top five then
2: i i had to like be a little bit of a traditionalist i could <laughs> like i couldn't go <laughs> silent night bloody night batman returns eyes wide shut in a row like, i was
0: gonna say at, at
2: some point i have to temper myself for the sake of uh of tradition
0: in classic christmas movies but watch oh. eyes wide shut okay fair enough i was gonna say you got two movies from the 1940s in there but couldn't get the tom cruise sex movie in there come on <laughs> um that's a that's a good point though the 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 two that i'll say i mean home alone you already mentioned like it was really hard for me to leave home alone off just because i think this movie is so eminently rewatchable and have to mention joe pesci came out with home alone which was the biggest movie of the year box office wise and goodfellas in the same year and that is literally absurd range it's range it's literally absurd um and I then how the Grinch- that was, I never knew that yeah. was the same year. Same wow. year, within like two months of each other, they came out. Um, pretty legendary. And uh, and then how the Grinch uh, stole Christmas. The the Jim Carrey Grinch. Um, I think you know it came out in what like two thousand or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think like yeah 2000, 2001. Um, so we were kind of young, and and when I was first able to see it, because my parents thought it was scary, which they're right. It is like kind of freakish and horrifying. Um, with a couple less songs, <laughs> I would have probably put this on my list. There's there's a couple songs that drag it out, um, but I, Jim Carrey playing the Grinch is just kind of like almost perfect casting for like a, a campy Christmas movie. Um, so that that's the other one. But that and then Family Vacation. I mean, I, I yeah that or er, Christmas Christmas day, that, One of the all time
1: okay. great monologues in The Grinch when he's going through his like list of plans, and he's mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like he goes five o'clock self-loathing <laughs> and yeah. then he looks he goes dinner with me I can't cancel that again it's like that's like every girl on Instagram including my older sister like puts that on like a chalkboard in their Christmas for
2: <laughs> yeah, it, absolutely. yeah it's so it's so memeable and it's so overdone but mm-hmm. I, it, you still crack up when you watch it
0: yeah, yeah Jim Carrey it's is Bob the only Howard. one it's like yeah. actually made pretty well
1: am I just eating because I'm bored it's the best what was that was that Sean am Corey? I just no no it's it <laughs> we're God still damn.
0: doing Sean Connery I love it
1: <laughs> it's too
0: late the damage is done <laughs> the Grinch is honestly as sad as Bond so that's a good uh, that's a good uh, parallel yeah love it alright uh,
1: time for Hot Take Corner you guys
0: ready yeah,
2: yeah. You
1: know Hot Take Corner this week
2: I don't know. We I didn't think we've never it. decided it. <laughs> I didn't really have
0: like no, you I know what you know it, what Fuck it. Really to end this
1: podcast time. on a good note. There's no hot take corner because happy holidays. We don't want to like end this positive vibe Christmas movie pod with like a controversial hot take and like come after some one of somebody's like favorite Christmas
0: movies. So Fair. is that can yeah. we agree on that? No yeah. hot take corner. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let the hot take be everyone reach out to us with what movie we're crazy for not including Having on our, that yeah, that'll like, be the hot take was what we what we left off because there's plenty i was going through, there's easily 10 or 15 movies that people will say are absolute classics that we didn't even mention so yeah i like the variety in our list i mean there was only one
1: crossover and that was elf which i which yeah. i think is uh really really uh really great i love it yeah. i think uh chip's list is so chip uh, it's ridiculous and I, I love it. You get like some of that old school, like traditional stuff, but then, you know, you got the slash movie and Batman begins, uh, Evan, I know you you thought your list was a little chalk, but I thought it was also perfectly you. Um, this is where you <laughs> show your sentiment you show your sentimental side, which I know you don't like, to yeah. you don't like to show a lot of the time, but this is definitely, you sh- you showed a little bit of that. Um, so it was, it was great. Uh, I love all of our, uh, all of our lists and all of our picks. It was really fun.
2: And your list is perfectly, you Jed. Like you're, there's going to be like Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like all these people are going to be appearing on Jed's list. There's no way it doesn't matter what the topic is. Like Reese yeah, Witherspoon right. is going to find herself in the conversation. I love. I do
1: love Great Reese. Point. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's really funny. Uh, actually, like you look at my list, other than other than uh, obviously White Christmas, but that's like an absolute classic. It's just it's all mid two thousands.
0: Comedy movies. It's so it's yeah. like you're living in a living in a time. That's why, like, I'm really glad and understanding of the um the explanation you gave for like Love Actually. Because I have to say, when I put it on my list, I was like, oh, I'm for sure sharing this one with Jed. But yeah, it once no. once you gave your explanation, it, it made so much sense. So it is a Jed movie. It's just a different type of Jed
1: movie. 100%. Like, I was, yeah. my, my, my family was yelling at me because they all love The Holiday so much. And I, I do love that movie as well. Yeah. I mean, it was on my list of like favorite rom coms, I think, when we did yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so they were like, Oh, how's The Holiday not on your, on your movie? It has Jude Law in it. And I'm like, yeah. I do love, Ju- I do love Jude they Law. Do. Yeah. That's uh, true. Uh, but, it's because I don't view it as like a specifically Christmas movie. Uh, but I'm going to watch The Holiday in between Christmas and New Year's. And I'm definitely going to watch Love Actually in between Christmas and New Year's. And I'm going to have a great time doing it. But uh, yeah, there it is. It, it allowed a little bit more variety in my list today. But I'm, I'm stoked. This was a fun pod. Uh, this is probably one of our more, I would say, positive uh, and like <laughs> uplifting pods. I, my, my heart is happy. Um, yeah. But any other final thoughts before we wrap this baby up?
2: Man, I'm just smiling. I mean, you said it like I just I feel good. I feel like I want to it sucks because I want to go like hug the people I care about. And I can't. Mm-hmm. But That's OK. You know, we're going to get through this. And then next Christmas, we're going to like all celebrate together as one giant family. And you can sit on the same couch with the people you love and put on all these movies. And oh. life's going to be a just a little bit better.
1: Amazing. I Amen. Love Amen. It. Amen. All
2: right, that guys. Is, thank you so much,
1: uh, as always, for listening. Uh, This has been a really fun episode. Uh, It's been a really fun year. Thank you guys so much for all of your support uh, in us starting this pod and growing this community. And, uh, you know, share with your friends if they like movies. Tell them to listen. Continue to engage with us on social media. Uh, We have a ton of fun. Uh, We do this, one, because we just love the shit out of movies. And, two, we like finding other people that love movies. Uh, We are going to take a little break. We're going to take a two-week break for the holidays and the new year let everyone enjoy themselves uh and we're going to come back in 2021 with our favorite movies of 2020 it was a weird year in movies uh but we're going to dive in and and, you know kind of tackle the ones you need to see uh the Mm -hmm. you know and and potentially talk a little bit about the death of the movie theater um but before we wrap it up we're very thankful for you guys but just gotta say very thankful for my two co-hosts uh it's been a weird year and and uh been amazing having you guys to to chat about one of my favorite things with every single week uh, and you know kind of build this thing together so I'm super thankful for both you guys and uh, and all the different things that you know each of you bring to the podcast lord knows that uh, definitely couldn't do this without you guys and so it's been fucking awesome and and uh, I'm so thankful for uh, our friendship and and that we get to do this
2: Man, the Man. sappiness continues. This has been—I mean, like—growing in friendship with you guys has been one of the coolest things of the year, honestly. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful for y'all. Good stuff.
0: Absolutely, ditto on my end. I—I I couldn't have said it better myself. Definitely appreciate you guys um, chatting here, and uh, appreciate everyone who's willing to listen and and keep talking about movies because we're gonna definitely keep talking about it. Next year gonna be—next year is gonna be a good one.
1: Yep. Love it. All right, guys. This has been Flicking and Screaming in 2020. We'll see you next year.
2: See ya. Take care, guys.